This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Great Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have learned the layout of a car and formed a plan. Reginald found the streets unimpressive. Quinny and Butthole argued whether Quinny should become a cleric. Juniper interrupted with a moonmanment, and now she and Butthole are arguing. Would Quinny toast the rebel Gary in front of the guards before they could stop him? Find out next. On Dom Doms and Dragons! Sheriff Juniper, you find yourself in an odd battle, uh, unlike many of the battles you fought across battle? the multiverse. Yes, a, oh, a battle yeah. of ideological stances. Um, as uh, your your role as as the law and sheriff beyond, you know, uh, the, the small western town that you used to... Uh, to manage, um, you're now kind of stuck in in an interesting space of uh, navigating laws and edicts that have been handed down by a living deity who must in turn contend with his own laws uh, as you both defend Quinny and defend Butthole against each other and themselves. <laughs> you've been asked what your history with religion is to which you replied, I'm hip. So, pray tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what means this I'm hip? I mean, look, I I I've I've prayed to Sylvanus for a long time. It's a god of wild nature. I mean, look look at me. You know, what do you think the oak leaves are all about? I don't know. Some people just like plants, but I mean, I'm glad that you found something that's meaningful for you. Well, yeah. But it seems like you may have had some bad experiences with religion, because I never said to Quinny, the only way to be a good person is you have to be a cleric. I said not being a cleric seems a little selfish, which honestly, I think about everyone. Yeah, I, I just think that Quinny's obviously not responsive to that. Yeah, but I mean, Quinny wasn't responsive to not stealing from the party until we badgered him about it, and then he got a tattoo, and he hasn't done it since. That I'm aware of. I don't look into it too carefully. Yeah, I just... I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. Do you know what? It, it... No, no, no. You can't stop. You came in with the rules. And then the rules said that I got to stop talking to him about being a cleric, apparently. Cause, and I can't talk about religion because he doesn't like it. So I can't tell him to do stuff he doesn't like to do. It's the butt hammer. So that means, like, if somebody's going to... You realize he doesn't talk about his feelings, right? Like, he doesn't like to talk about anything he feels or thinks or anything else. But now... Talking about it impinges on his happiness, which means I can't do it, which means well, you have to. 
because you don't follow the moon manments. And Juniper's just like, oh, but she's never going to get through to butthole in the way that she wants to. So, okay. Okay, so you're going to look after... Oh, that is such a relief that I don't have to worry about him anymore. Okay, so he's been ordered as what the king. What exactly were you worried about? I mean, his soul. Do you, sometimes I feel like you don't listen very well. <laughs> I, I just wanted to be clear. I mean... That's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, you're yeah. going to look after him. This, oh, whew, that's good. You know, it's always like a god's hope that, like, their followers will be looked after by somebody who's going to, like, do a good job. Oh, my God. You're kind of becoming a cleric. Um, okay. You've mastered the moon mandments? You're helping my follow? This is great. I'm so proud of you, and this is going to be good. Okay, uh, do we let him give the toast now? <laughs> And we just, on the other side of the room, Reginald has just been standing with you one foot away yeah. from, yeah. from this very So how does it feel to have them discussing, apparently, your soul, some sort of weird god rules? I just try not to talk to him about being a god. That's my strategy. Quinny uh, actually has returned with two mugs of beer. Oh, yeah. Reginald will 100% take <laughs> yeah, one like, and have a conversation. Like, oh, yeah, they're talking about my soul, huh? Oh, yeah. They've been going for a bit. I mean, that's typical butthole fare. I'm surprised Juniper is like engaging with him on it well it seems like she's really trying to challenge him on some like points about reasonability which we both know isn't exactly his strong suit but <laughs> she also seems to be speaking in some absolutes that i think are really going to confuse him she fully like religion lawyered him it was amazing I, I, honestly i completely agree however she's trying to walk it back and trying to walk like a loop where everyone can kind of be right and that is not going to work with his brain no i think if i had to guess this is going to end up with her being in charge of your soul so good luck I kind of think I can handle that. Oh, yeah, you'll be able to do whatever you want. Yeah, I can just do whatever I feel like again. Yeah. Which is going to be great. Honestly, I think you'll have a great time. Yeah. So do do you want to give this toast thing? Because I'm thinking I'll just go stand like four feet away. We'll just see what happens. I don't think we should fight everybody. I think if this thing goes to shit, put that ring on and get the fuck out of here. But I want to know what happens. All right. Do you want to wear like You don't want to fight him? I mean, you, know, you can't, I get it, you can't make a big I, scene. Exactly. But, but I feel like it would just be such a good thing of like, oh, the guards didn't like that. Well, who gives a shit kind of thing? But I guess, all right, okay. Okay, wait, wait, I, I feel like, come, come over here for a minute. He walks you one foot further away. <laughs> we're two feet apart. Yeah, yeah we're okay. two feet apart now. Yeah, good thing I drew this yeah. whole tavern map. Uh, <laughs> There's such a thing for us to not clear the door. Four <laughs> Fucking <laughs> trying to get yeah, it. They can't because yeah. we're right beside him. This chat. Like, soldiers just been listening. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Five brazen typhus is yeah. there. Like, hey, <laughs> listen. Are you like okay about this Gary thing? Because it seems like it's fucking you up. It's fucking me up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna try to relate to you about losing a friend, which I don't know how relatable that is. I don't really you. have friends, but I've lost a lot of people. So people who were important to you, let's say tactically. Oh, that makes sense to me. Losing an asset. Yeah, sure, okay. yeah, okay. Gary was an asset from a former life. Not necessarily an asset for the way that I live my life now, but I I thought fondly of him. Even up to, you know, the point where he abandoned us in a prison and said that the unseen hand still had plans for me. It was a little unsettling, but I just... I, I, he I sounds like, like an asset. People. He's really capable. Uh, he's a... I just, yeah. Okay. So it sounds like what you're saying is you're, you're sad about what you lost. Yeah. And here's a big idea. 
somebody might need to get himself in a little bit of a bar fight. Yeah, I mean, I'm terrible in a fair fight. I really like unfair fights in my favor. Which oh, I, th- I think you... Well, then, my friend, let yeah. me tell you about bar fights. So <laughs> what you can do is... You wander around and you pick a guy who seems like he's sort of an asshole to begin with, so you know he deserves it. And I feel like you're enough of a thief that you could spot somebody here who's probably ripping people off and being a bit of a son of a bitch. Yeah, I've seen three so far. Then, what you do is, you walk up, uh, are these, and he looks down at the mug. What's the mug made of, Tom? Um, probably just like pewter, but with no adornments. Just like, easy to wash, easy to replace. Slaps it on his palm a couple of times. It's pretty fucking hard. Oh, yeah. And he's like, here's the deal. You go up to the person next to them. And you, you bump into them and you spill your drink on them and you say, hey, you owe me a drink. And that guy's going to get mad. But then the person over your shoulder, you're just going to go, what did you say about my sister? And you just hit him right in the head with that mug. It'll be a whole sneak attack and that person will go down. That's the dickhead. Don't don't spill the drink on the other. Then I will punch the other guy and butthole has some masks inside his tummy that he'll give me because he's busy arguing. So he's not going <laughs> to think about this. And we can both just punch the shit out of two people and then probably get thrown out. <sighs> I kind of, I kind of really dig that, but I don't want to. I don't want to jeopardize the mission. You know, I can, I can deal with this Gary stuff on my own. I just feel bad that I wasn't there for him. You know what I mean? He banded me, but it doesn't mean I had, it had to end that way for him. I wish I could have done more. So I wanted to do the toast thing. I also really do want to just fucking lay into someone. It... Okay, wait. I got a different idea. What? What if we go outside? Yeah. And let's just say we wander the streets for a little bit. Yeah. And we identify a necromancer who's clearly going to be <laughs> clearly going to be a part of the problem. Okay. And they're going to think they're totally fucking safe because this is the middle of a car. So no necromancer here is going to be like, got to keep my shields up. And then we just murder the ever-loving shit out of that necromancer. And well, now that does feel like it's A, helping me work exactly. through some stuff, but also we're working towards our common goal. How's that corpse pile going to stay safe? Doesn't matter if the necromancer's fucking dead. Yeah. And... Who do you think killed Gary if Grace and Typhus did it? Death magic. Well, Take de- another death magic user out of this fucking city. And who's going yeah. to have done it? I don't know. Let's, let's just pin it on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I got three people in mind. Look around at the assholes in the bar again. <laughs> Fabulous. I mean, realistically, just figure out which one of these people in this bar is an absolute piece of shit who deserves to die. Steal something from them. We murder the necromancer. We plant it on them. They'll take that guy out. That's like, that's a twofer. <laughs> Why are you fucking awesome right now? I don't get this. Oh, do you know what? Honestly, it's just like I thought this place was going to be so scary. And this is basically a carnival. Everyone here is a fucking joke. This is embarrassing. Uh, We got to stop the fucking horde from showing up. Do you want to know why? Because fucking like 20 people are going to be here and your whole world is going to get rolled over because this is pathetic. I mean, I remember some of your horde friends, friends in big air quotes. Yeah, they were. We both barely murdered two guys. Yeah. They weren't even in charge. Also, I have lost a lot of people. I don't have a lot of friends. Maybe I made some friends, and if any of you died, it'd really fuck me up. Well, uh, sorry, it's it's loud here in the bar. I yeah, can't, the, yeah, the you only get that music. once. Fuck you. You have good ears. That's uh, wow. That is wild. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, I appreciate that. Not even gonna rub your face in it. That you're all right. Okay, cool. Let's go steal something so we can murder. Yeah, one second. <laughs> <laughs> right, go ahead and roll me a sleight of hand. Uh, that's a 31 again. <laughs> so Gollins is having 
like a pretty fantastic night. And, you know, things in a car are, are getting a little bit stale. Um, and, you know, when when you're part of the Stealthy Thief Corps and your job is to, you know, like cut baggage trains and really, you know, sneak around uh, behind enemy lines and fuck shit up, um, you feel really out of place when there are no enemy lines <laughs> and uh, the undead horde uh, owns the world and you don't really have to do anything anymore. So, you know... For some people, perhaps with two eyes, that means getting a common cold and being exiled to die alone in a warehouse. <laughs> uh, for others, like Gollins, it means plying your trade somewhere else. So one of the joyous things about uh, Akka being a relatively sheltered nation, aside from sort of the, the trade that comes through, is there are scams that uh, a lot of folks here have just never encountered. The Gollins is really having a time with. And for as much as Reginald has just described this whole place as like a shitty carnival with, uh, you know, like children who don't know what they're doing, that is the kind of scam Gollins is running. For you to watch this, like the the scamps that you met in that pub a while ago, much better at thieving than this like bad shell game he's playing. That said, he is very successful at it. So he's having a great time. Uh, and he has earned... Um, uh, just a, a number of um, gold coins that seem to have been re-stamped. And um, you, as you approach, um, you hear him referring to them as credits, which just sets off a little, a little warning in the back of your head around how you remember um, Alan and Declan and Honor System describing uh, their time in mm. 2099. Mm. Um, and sure enough, uh, looking closer at, at what he's winning, um, the gold coins appear to have been stamped flat, um, and the edges cut off to become little, um, rectangles. Um, and they seem to have been re reshaped. Um, and Gollins is fucking racking these in and, um, just, you know, uh, wonder and disappointment around the table as this is happening, um, which also frustrates you because no one should be as impressed by this thieving as these these rubes are. Um, what do you steal? Um, something quintessentially Gollins. Um, does Gollin have any kind of... Um, I mean, so much of this, as we've kind of talked about, mm. is utilitarian and Spartan and Stark. Uh, does Gollins have any kind of flair to him? Yeah. Does Gollins have a sense of style? Um, yeah, particularly because he's now like a an off-duty, you know, like muckabout. He is, um, he's just like loosened the collar a bit. He's like just undone everything enough that he looks rakish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, we can say that he is currently wearing um, sort of the insignia of the the stealth unit um he's wearing it like a like a gaudy gold necklace like he's got it it's not on a gold chain cuz you wouldn't be able to find a gold chain here or no that's not true all of the chains would be painted gold to follow the like mm. gold dust motif <laughs> so <laughs> right. he's got it on what would have been a, a like utility chain around his neck and uh he's wearing it brazenly you know he's got his shirt open and he's got the the, the insignia of of his unit um sort of displayed not as a member of the unit but just as a thing he has yeah, let's go for that then. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll do a little bit of a Indiana Jones switch kind of thing. Uh, I'll just grab like an ashtray <laughs> and see if I can't have the same sensation of that weight. Well, with like a thirty something, you chest. sure can. Um, he's uh, he's a little bit drunk and he's really focused on on uh, the the shell game piece. What you notice though is that part of his game is knocking some knocking it onto the floor. Mm. 
and readjusting. So God, he does suck. <laughs> when when he does that, uh, he's leaning down. It's hanging. He's kind of like looking around under the table, and you're able to just quickly Indiana Jones flip it. He comes back up, and at this point, it's just a part of him. He doesn't even notice. Uh, and he he goes back to uh, to his show games, uh, just being like, nothing bad ever happens to Gullins. <laughs> he thinks as he. He slides his uh, shell game around to the, the wonder and horror of his of his peers. Quinny uh, strolls back up to Reginald and says, uh, great, let's find a necromancer and work through some trauma in a healthy way. And out they go into the night. <laughs> great. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> it's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Dank Sickles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. 
years. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indecloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dumdums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. Hi everybody, it's me, Bucky. They're letting me read an ad. Oh, I'm very excited. This one is for the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can join the $15 per month tier and name NPCs that appear in the series. You give me a bunch of new friends to say hello to, and I'm very excited about that. I always admired Mr. Butthole for being able to say, uh, hello, new friend, to anybody, and they immediately like him, and they all become his best friend, and that's all I really want, is to have new friends as well. It gets a little lonely here at the castle, uh, and, and, you know, it would just be really nice if we uh, become friends. So if you, you got someone in mind, you know, someone from maybe one of your other campaigns, or your own OC or something like that, and you want to, you know, say hi to me, well, I, I really like that, so you, if you go over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e you can you can make it happen looking forward to meeting you bye butthole and juniper um you turn back from from your your debate um to find that queenie and reginald are gone uh, however there is a, a man getting up on the bar uh with a glass in hand uh he's a hobgoblin um and uh he is dressed uh a little bit like um like he's dressed in a way that doesn't that clashes with the the aka outfit like he he's wearing like a leather um like a leather vest and um he's kind of got his own like arm gauntlets he seems to basically be wearing his own clothes but has like an aka um cloak sort of around his, his neck um and like he has like aka pants and boots and like one bracer and glove um butthole to you you would recognize this as someone who is, has like volunteered or has been like has joined the, the the nation of Akka and has joined the army of Akka, probably from somewhere that was conquered, and is currently buying his way into mm. army, uh, but clearly didn't have enough to buy army. Doesn't so have he, the full uniform working no, his he's, way up. You know, like not unlike a, a, a grind to win game or like a free to play game, like he's just got to earn each piece. <laughs> He's um, not totally a noob, but he's not a vet yet either. He's yeah. definitely not leet. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he uh, he gets up uh, on on the bar with the official ranks of the Aka army. <laughs> noob vet leet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, oh, that guy's a leet tenant. Ooh, oh, leet tenant. Ooh. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and in, in Britain it's a leaf. Uh, a leaf tenant. tenant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oof. Uh, he climbs up on the bar. Uh, and he, he kind of holds up his hands uh, for for quiet. Uh, and he breaks into like a slightly, um, just like an, a, an inch too wide grin um, and uh, just kind of like uh, shifts his jaw back and forth in kind of a, a, a nervous but also trying to look cool way. 
Um, and uh, to himself, it's just like, quiet, quiet, quiet. We're going to make some friends. We're going to make some friends. So you shut up and then I'm going to talk. Okay, okay, let's go. Hey, everybody. Hi, hi, hi. So sorry to interrupt your night. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, Endless Victory, I think is the name of your song. Is that the one I'm... Uh... Actually, it's Victory Forever. <laughs> hey, there we go. That guy gets a shut up. Okay, yeah, I'll listen to you next time. Okay, so um, look, uh, I just wanted to thank you all. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's hard. Um when you don't have a place to call home, when you when you're welcomed into a new a new place, and you know as as a hobgoblin, people make a lot of assumptions about you that you're you know evil, and someone on the crowd's like you're just boring. And he's like, ah, okay, all right, all right, yeah, okay. He says to himself, he's like, yeah, okay, fine. I shouldn't have done the preamble, but look, we got we got to nail this. They gotta like us, okay, okay, great. So listen, um, I just want to thank you all for letting me join your army. I think it's great. I was expecting more fighting than sitting around, but the sitting around is okay too. Uh, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Aka. Um, I don't have enough money to buy you around, but I'll be around. And no one reacts. It was just like a cough from the back. And he's just like, ah, oh, God damn it, Pitch, you fucking idiot. Okay, all right, all right. You know what? Uh, enjoy enjoy your night. Okay, thank you. Um, praise Typhus. Praise Typhus. And it just awkwardly clambers down from the bar and everyone just fucking stares at him the whole time. Dead silent. And basically just like it's a stare that is heavy enough that he eventually starts to edge his way out of the bar. It's very clearly like a we are not going to have fun again until you leave kind of stare <laughs> moment. And he keeps doing the like, yeah, all right. And he's giving like finger guns to people. Um, and it's only just as he act, like backs out of the bar that you see his shoulders kind of drop into disappointment. And he starts muttering it himself. The door slams, the music pipes back up and everyone goes back to talking. And um, someone just yells at the bartender like, Mutton chops, you gotta stop letting them do that. And the bartender, um, who's a big orc with truly impressive mutton chops, says like, well, who am I to stop him, you know? You just, it's his bar too, kind of. Anyway, and he goes back to <laughs> the pouring drinks. Butthole, having been silent and just taking this all in, just turns to Juniper and says, I thought I was really going to like that guy because I thought he might have, could you imagine if he'd given like the toast Quinn he wanted to give? That would have been really convenient. Uh, yeah. However... Uh, he seems pretty dedicated to the whole Typhus Akkad thing, so I don't know if we're going to get anything out of him. I mean, is he dedicated or was it all just an act? Did he do something secret I missed? I, I, I don't know. I don't know either. Should we follow him? I mean, sure. I mean, if only to figure out why everyone seems to hate this guy. Wait, where's Quinny and Reginald? Oh, no. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. This is an important thing. We have to know this before it goes anywhere. And he just takes a second and he closes his eyes. And he says a quick prayer to himself. Yeah, this is bad. <laughs> Speaking of bad, uh, we cut to Reginald and Quinny stalking the streets. Um, you are uh, making your way out of kind of the, um, uh, the sort of entertainment district and towards the corpse pile. Um, from here, you can see the size, and oh boy, it is not a great sight at night. Uh, <laughs> it is a massive, massive pile. Um, probably three stories uh, tall. Um, it's not like it, it's it's heaped, so it's not like it's a full cube or anything. But <laughs> it is a it is a non it is a non zero amount of corpses uh, from across the the war effort. Um, and it is kind of uh, just heaped up in in kind of an open square. And you can see that they've set up um, what almost looks like um, 
like field triage centers um, or camp welcoming centers. Like there's different platforms and you can see it's almost like um, uh, a buffet for troops where they are raising zombies and then equipping the zombies at different stations and kind of like registering who they are and, and where they need to go. Um, and this thing is running like clearly like all day, all night. Um, there are a number of guards here Um both Quinny and Reginald, you take in their armor uh, and you notice that a lot of them have um, swapped out the color palette. So the gold is like badly dyed red and the gold is still showing through. They've added additional spikes. They've like painted like a black stripe across their eyes. Um, and uh, those particular guards are all talking uh, like 90s wrestlers. There's a oh. lot of like, oh yeah, you get in line. And that kind of like hyper, like hyper that, and a lot of hunched shoulders. Rachel's just gonna look at See, remember the horde people we fought? Look at these fucking losers. It's like, it's like kids playing with dad's briefcase, kind of. Oh yeah, and they're gonna have the saddest Halloween fucking ever when the real monsters come through the portal. God, they don't even. These poor people don't even know. Oh, no. Like, can you imagine the, the fucking horde parading through here where these people are like, we're cool too. And then they're like, yeah, nice job. And fucking entrails. Entrails all over the place. It's going to be a murder <laughs> parade. They don't even realize. Oh, no. It's really bad. Okay. So we should look for one of the necromancers to come out who looks really tired. Reginald's <laughs> 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 just like, find somebody at the end of the shift who's just like tapped out a spell. He's like, Ooh, I gotta get home. <laughs> fucking just shank that motherfucker as they on the way home and go back to the bar. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm gonna give you a devil's bargain of a sort. Um, first of all, roll me. Um, I think this will probably be investigation. You're looking for uh, one from both of us, one from someone specific. Well, I mean, you can also make a case for how you're trying to pick this person. Um, I would say investigation is kind of the base stat for this, so that's what I would take. Yeah, but I if think you that's, have I mean, that's fine for something Reginald. else, I'll take it. Yep. Yeah, investigation makes right, sense let's to me. Give... Twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reginald gets a thirteen. Okay. Uh, so your devil's bargain is this: there are two very viable necromantic targets for you. Um. One is... Uh, I don't know why one of them I was going to be like, one is a six-year-old boy. <laughs> like, not that one. This is the worst bargain ever. Um, uh, one of them uh, looks like um, like a tired Jerry Orbach type. Um, so just like real hangdog it's expression. Jerry Orbach. It's just- <laughs> No, he's perfect and he's not in this game. Jerry Orkbark. Yeah, Orkbark. Yeah, there we go. Jerry Orkbark. Fuck me. Well, I was going to use a Patreon name, but fine. Jerry Orkbark is... um, um, He's wearing robes that are just like ever so slightly too large. Um, You note that they are not... There's like um, the the gold of a car uh, in trim, just kind of on the edges, but otherwise it's black uh, with... Uh, the insignia of uh, the Typhus Corporation um, stitched into it, which feels really weird. I mean, I, none of you have seen it, I don't think, beyond like maybe glimpses through time portals and shit. But for us, the listeners, viewers, and players, <laughs> um, it's someone trying to reproduce a mechanically designed or a me- like a mechanically sewn logo mm. oh, okay. by hand. Mm. So it's there, but it's just all a little janky and the edges are just slightly off. Would that have appeared in, not for Reginald, but in the underwater, like, typhus land? That yeah, you guys, in? you guys were in, 
you were in this realm. You were in uh, Dumb Faerun. This is like all the multiverse bullshit. You're in this realm's. Uh, you're in Dumb Faerun stack, not in. Yeah, yeah I just didn't know if it would have it. the same symbol, but done in a shittier way. Oh, here. Reginald wouldn't have seen it, but if that yeah. was true, then Quinny might have. Um, it would have. It would have been a different logo for this realm's okay. Grace and Typhus. It would have been similar, but I think like you. I think you could identify it as Grace and Typhus's corporate logo. I just don't think you would have the same visceral reaction of like, I'm specifically thinking of like knockoff sports gear mm. where it's like, um, like the logo, the, you know, embossed 3D logos are always like laser stitched or whatever. And then yeah. if you just try and yeah. do it on your own, it just looks like a weird, yeah. weird quilting exercise. Um, mm. So that's kind of what, what they look like. I think you could identify it clearly as, as Typhus logo. I think that makes sense, Ryan, that it's, yeah. it's comparable. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so he, he's wearing that and he is done. He is, he's tired. Uh, you can see him just do that, like hands through his hair thing that I'm constantly doing at work, uh, to show <laughs> that you're like just out, out, out of, out of juice. Um, and, uh, you know, he's wrapping up his shift. He's like raising a zombie, but you know, like summoning dark powers from beyond space and time, but just kind of bored, you know, it's just kind of like. Well, and so we call upon you to rise, and you must rise and walk the earth once more and <laughs> follow the edicts of our Lord. Um, so he's doing that. Meanwhile, um, <laughs> there is a uh, a Russell Brand-looking guy who is full of him and vigor, big crazy hair. Um, he's got a grin. He's got like an impeccably uh, groomed beard. Um, and he's got bangles, just bangles up and down the arms, wearing, you know, same robe. Um, and, uh, he throws his arms out over a, a series of zombies and he says, uh, Morbulus Scorblius the eighth summons you to life for it is Morbin time. And he snaps his fingers and five zombies <sighs> shuffle up, uh, and he sends them along and he, he does that fucking like, thank you. Thank you thing to like the other necromancers and guards, none of whom acknowledge him, except for a couple of the dark spikes who are like, Cool, because they don't really know what they don't know what want one to They're think about. Sweet you. summer children, truly. Um, so they they applaud in the most grim dark way they can imagine. Uh, so here's the here's the challenge. Uh, you have uh, Jerry Orkbark who is <laughs> who is tired uh, and is raising a single zombie and is a very easy mark. Or you have Morbula Scorblius the Eighth, who is clearly a better necromancer, is not tired, but is also yelling it's Morbin time. <laughs> Uh, and raising more zombies. Who do you pick? <laughs> to be clear, we are waiting in either case for them to be alone. Either way, yeah, like for uh, Morbula, it would probably be like he goes to the bathroom or something and he's like walking back. Feeling yeah, jaunty. I just want to make sure that our options weren't like tired old man in a corner doing this by himself. <laughs> and, like guy in front of a crowd. We're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to kill that one. Yeah. Do you want to go full loud or partial loud? It's like, yeah. do you want a silencer or a rocket launcher? Um, no, no, no. Um, you you feel like you can get uh, Morbula, uh, or Morbula, Morbula, sorry. Uh, I misread the thing. Um, he's going to be Morblia. Fuck it. Uh, you can get Morblia at some point. Um, it'll just be harder, but the benefit is probably larger. Or you can get the easy target and have less benefit. Reginald's just got to let Quinny make the call. He's here for Quinny. Oh, man. This is why it's a devil's bargain. The stakes are low, but are they? God. <laughs> One guy is so easy. Why wouldn't we just do both? <laughs> oh man, um, you can try. I think uh, 
I think Quinny would go for the easy mark. Because it's the two, like that guy's, oh, he's going to get it at some point. He's, he's going to morb for the last time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, but, will, he will sleep no morb. That's right. <laughs> but it's just the two of us. We can't make a big scene. There's more ways it could go wrong. Like Quinny is, this is a, overall a rebellious kind of bad choice. But mm. you can have some sense while you still do this kind of thing. Um. So, yeah, he's going to go for the one that is easier and get back to the group and just move on instead of potentially making problems for everyone. Okay. Yeah. So as uh, to, to the, the echoing sounds of Morbin time, Oof. Morbin time, knock, knock, who's there? Morbin time. Uh, you, you follow an old man down an alley. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Orkbark. Um, just kind of shuffles, shuffles away. You know, he waves to someone. He's like, all right, Gorville, see you next week. Um, and he just keeps, you know, like making his way down, uh, down the side road. And, um, as he's, as he's walking, you know, he just like takes out a pipe and he, he goes to light it. Uh, and you know, the match blows out immediately and his matchbook is empty and he just tosses it over his shoulder and like puts the pipe away with a sigh um, and, uh, yeah, you, you begin to tail him. Uh, go ahead and roll <sighs> stealth check, please. <laughs> I only rolled a seven. Um, I was going to say. It's a 22. If there's a little. Oh, fuck me. Son of a bitch. <laughs> if there's, if there, if there are a little bit of ways, Reginald would actually approach to try to, like, get this old guy to think he's harmless because he can offer him a light off his hammer for the pipe. Oh, hey, all right, sure. And then Quinny can sneak up and just fucking shank this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm harmless. Laid off this <laughs> flaming hammer. I'm harmless. It's in a car. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just really just me, oh, hello, old friend. Obviously, you're just, another. Sorry, you need a light? Here, have my recently fired gun like this. <laughs> oh, I love it. Really, it's more of a loaded gun in this metaphor. But... <laughs> hello, old friend. I was... So you were out of matches there, and I've got this flaming hammer that I got from my service for this great nation. Can I offer you a light? Give me deception at advantage. <laughs> there we go. That is a 19. All right. The real Jerry Orbach is an amazing detective. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Orbach is only an okay detective, and he gets a 16. <laughs> So he turns, he says, ah, oh, yeah, that's, that's great. That's really kind of you. Listen, I, um, I really need this. And then he looks you up and down. He's like, what? Because you're, are you still cloaked up? Yeah, he's still cloaked oh, up. Okay. How, uh, how'd you get such a fine weapon as he like leans in with the pipe? <laughs> Reginald's just like, where the fuck is Quinny? <laughs> he's like, well, you know, we all served on the front. There was this small goblin shaman of some kind and. Got himself squished by some kind of monster. However, he left this little, this little baby behind. Hey, that seems pretty nice. What a good day for you. All right, well, thanks. And Quinny will... <laughs> God! <laughs> will backstab, yeah. All right, go ahead and roll. Roll to attack, yeah? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, is there advantage or just a straight roll? Oh, there's advantage, okay. yeah. It's just... I was going to say, the, the like... moment the knife appears, it's just hammer to face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, da, 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 da. what is it to hit? That's a 
Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, 27 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just, I'm dying because I'm just imagining Juniper being like, you just let him do what he wants and he's going to make good moral choices. He doesn't need religion. <laughs> He's out there fucking just stabbing an old man to death because the other person might have put the mission at risk. <laughs> By taking this job, Juniper put fucking Reginald in charge of Quinn's yeah. morals. Oh, gosh. Look at all that. Um, 10, 20, mm, yeah, 22, 24. Plus seven for 31. Thank you. 31 damage. Okay. And uh, Ryan, you also want to hit the old man with a hammer. <laughs> You're correct. Go ahead. Do I get both of my attacks? Um, sure. Yeah. Oh, I get two attacks now with Thirsting Blade. You know what? <laughs> if you want to play a solo RPG, there's Thousand Year Old Vampire. You don't need me. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Tyler. I just want to make sure this is done in one turn. So 16 turn, to so hit to for the first strike. Uh, 16 will not hit. That's fucking worse for the next one. It's a 12. Yeah, right. Natural one. Going to re-roll that. Of course. <laughs> why, well, why wouldn't you? That's a little better. Uh, that's a uh, 30 to hit. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> a dirty 30. Uh, backstab is only once per turn, though, so this is just a little bit. Uh, 7 plus 7, 14. 14? So, for a total of 45 damage on the unsuspecting old man <laughs> um, and a failed hammer. He's just, uh, what happened was he got stabbed forward, so he missed. And then his second swing, the old man dodged back further onto a knife. Um, yeah, that's that's okay, though, because um, as he, he falls back onto the knife, um, he, he starts uh, coughing um, and undulating. And you just, like, Quinny, the knife is in there. Um, but it's not in something solid, it's in something writhing, at which point a tentacle shoots out of the back of his cloak and uh, attempts to affix itself over your mouth. Please roll initiative. <laughs> you too, Reginald. Uh, 10 is my answer. Man, I knew there had to be something else 11 this. is Reginald. Yep. <laughs> um, we cut back to Butthole and Juniper. Um, you realized that Quinny is gone, uh, and, but at least he has a sound moral guide in, oh no, it's <laughs> Reginald. Um, so surely they're off doing good somewhere. Uh, however, Pitch has just uh, given an odd... Uh, an odd toast and has been shunned out of the bar. Um, you're not sure if he did anything to warrant that, uh, but he is of interest to you. What do you do? Okay, Juniper, I, I prayed. I know what's happening out there is bad, but I can't help Quinny's soul. You have to go save Quinny. I'll go talk to this weird well, guy. But what if something's happening to them physically? Like, we don't know if they, maybe they got taken. That's true. If what's happening to them physically impinges upon his happiness, then I can help. But if what's <laughs> happening to him physically makes him happy, I can't stop him. Well, oh, why no. would if what Someone's happened to him physically make no, him? Why please. would you want to stop? Why would you want to stop something that made him happy? Okay, we don't have time for this. We need to go out and make sure that they're okay. 
Okay, so um, I'm gonna need uh, investigation, I think, from you, oh God. Juniper. Unless, uh, unless you want to call this tracking, which we could probably make a. Well, it's not, I mean, it's not really nature, though, is it? <laughs> I would I'd like to know. I mean, isn't murder the most natural of things? <laughs> I would take investigation or insight. Uh, and butthole, are you also trying to find them, or have you? Uh, you also do not need to go after this hog goblin. That's. You could go try and find Quinny. That's totally fine. Uh, Juniper sold him on it. If she just said, yeah, she'd go find Quinny, he would have left it alone. But if she's if, if bad shit could be happening, then yeah, he's got to know. Yep. So he'll he'll be using his god powers to try to sense Quinny. That's an 18 on insight. Yep. I have a 23. 23. Okay. So um, Quinny's footsteps are... <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the wrong sheet. <laughs> Just want to add more numbers? Do we want to re-roll a one or something? <laughs> no, I can't do that. That's Tyler's bullshit. I mean, <laughs> you say that, but then it'll be like, I don't know, uh, magical Dark Imperium, and now I can do it. <laughs> Wait, no. I can use Dark Imperium? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see myself out. Um, okay, so, um, yeah, you're able to... Uh, Quinny's tracks are like nothing, uh, obviously, but Reginald is not a light stepper. Um, so you're able to, uh, to start to, to follow them. And sure enough, it seems that they are, uh, headed the direction of the, uh, the corpse pile. Okay. They're going to the corpse pile. I'm not sneaky. Uh, neither is Reginald, but maybe he's got a ring of invisibility that Quinny gave him and Quinny's sneaky. I don't know if we're going to help them or make this worse. Uh. Should I pray? Yeah. You can pray if you want to. I okay, think I'm gonna I'm, pray right now. I think I'm gonna go anyways. Wait, but then you're. I don't want to know if it's gonna be bad. Then let's just go. <laughs> and nervously, the two of you take off in the direction of the corpse pile. Uh, top of the round, uh, Jerry Orkbach. Um, Queen, what is your AC? Seventeen. Seventeen. Okie dokie. Yeah. This is like when you have only seen like Jerry Orbach and, and like at his oldest and like just, you know, slowest. And then you watch <laughs> like the Academy Awards from like way back when, when we he performed tentacles. as Lumiere. Oh, yeah. Like in their The Beauty of the Beast thing. He was like, holy shit, like that guy's got, he's got energy, man. He's got some chops. Yeah, moves. Um, so Tally Racy again? 17. 17. Okay, so that'll hit. Oh. Uh, that is, um, okay, that's not huge damage. Uh, that is uh, 11 points of damage. Uh, and you are face grappled. Um, okay. This cool. thing, this uh, tentacle has a little, little like starfish type thing at the end uh, and it has planted over your mouth. His face is stretching um, as, as this happens. Um, the eye sockets are just kind of loosely hanging over. Uh, and he started to make a noise to the, the equivalent of like, the um, as the, the body undulates and more uh, sort of tentacles and things start to, to lash out. I don't um, know why that was so funny. So that is his first attack. Uh, and his second attack uh, will also hit. Um, and that one is uh, 18 points of damage. And that mm. one's just literally like stabbing out at you. That's not uh, that's not trying to, to smooch you. That one's just a, a piercing um, sort of like Vine. These tentacles look a little bit like vines, like they're very green and and that sort of thing. So it just stabs out at you. I assume you're going to Fuck. uncanny dodge or fucking halfling nonsense. You're I'm grappled. I don't know that I can do that. Oh, that's true. 
Yay. Yeah. <laughs> My enemies work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so that is uh, Jerry Orkbox's turn. Uh, bring us to Quinny. Um, if I could speak, it would generally be... Uh, what the fuck, Reginald? I thought this guy was old and shitty. Uh, but I can't because I've got... Yeah, so Reginald can't reply, you picked him. <laughs> uh, I, I can't... Yeah, I got suckers on my face. Uh, but if I'm <laughs> underneath him, yes, if I'm understanding this correctly, he fell back onto me. Yeah, so you okay. stabbed through and it's because his his torso is kind of uh, coiled vine type monster stuff. Um, stabbing into him meant your arm kind of like went a little bit and then one of them shot out the back and... Yeah, so he's he's like pressed against you. He's not like up on top of you. Oh, but he is. Uh, okay, he's yeah, he's he's there. That's where he is. Well, I want to blast him off of me with two repelling blasts <laughs> of the eldritch variety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if I'm grappled, is there is there anything that keeps me from doing that, or any kind of check you'd like me to pass? Um, I can take an attack of opportunity against you. Is what what happens for because repelling blast is ranged, yeah, or is it touch? It's ranged. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a ranged So attack, he'll take yeah. a... The grapple thing won't actually change that because you, you can shoot while you're, you're grappled. You just can't uh, can't move. You, you, basically, you're just incapacitated and your speed is zero. Mm. Uh, so you can still do that, but yeah, he'll take attack of opportunity, uh, but he gets a two. So okay. as you, know, you start to power that up, another tentacle lashes out, but at this point, you're like... <laughs> Han Solo in the remastered Star Wars where you just <laughs> digitally shake out of the way. Hmm. Um, okay, so go ahead with your repelling blast. 15 to hit on the first one, which doesn't do no it. No dice. And 19 to hit. 19 will go through. Okay. Uh, so that's 1d10 of damage. One damage. One damage. <laughs> He's moved 10 feet, uh, which is... Right into Reginald. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, get him. Get him, Reggie. <laughs> um, so when you blast him away, um, again, as I described, he's a bit of a, a spaghetti monster situation. So as you blast him away, uh, it's not like, you know, a body goes soaring through the air. It's more like a tangle of, of uh, vines in a robe um, with kind of like flapping fleshy hands and flapping fleshy face goes goes flying with a splork at the the feet of, of Reginald. It kind of flip flops up, um, continue to go. Ooh! <laughs> Great. Uh, Reginald, the moment a fucking tent, no, tentacle comes out of this guy, just reaches down, grabs a fucking gem out of his bag, cracks that shit and just snorts the shit out of it. <laughs> And he hulks up, just like, and he's, he, he, his muscle mass almost triples. He looks like one of those triple muscle dog things inside his armor. And he's just got his hammer, and he's just like, no talking. Uh, he's just going to fucking slam the shit out of this thing. So he's got his two attacks with his hammer. Uh, that was potency, so it has increased his strength by three, but he has disadvantage on dexterity saves. Uh, so first. Oh, man, when this guy turns out to be a juggling monster, you're fucked. <laughs> The first swing is a dirty 20. Hell yeah. And the second one is a the 19. Yep. Great. Okay. So we get into the damage zone hmm. on these attacks. Take a highway there. <clears throat> okay. The Oh, my God. I also have to do the fire damage, which is great. <laughs> so regular damage will be 8 plus... Five is thirteen plus seven 
plus seven. So 13 plus 14 for 27 Oof. Uh, bludgeoning damage from mm -hmm. the hammers. And there will also be uh, nine fire damage from the, the flames. All right. Uh, tell me how uh, the tentacle monster dies. The tentacle monster falls to the floor in front of him. He says, no talking. And then it's just one thing up. And you see it like writhing and it's got its clever little plans to try to avoid a blade. And then it's just, bam, half a torso goes to mush. It's like watching like peas shoot out of a pod. And then on the other side, he raises it up again and just smashes it down. And he's so strong that you see a dent appear in the stones underneath. And you just see this whole thing is just a green liquid in a Jerry Orc Bark outfit. Mm. Like there's just clothing <laughs> and smush. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's sprayed out like when you see like a like a paint balloon hit the ground all around it. And then he's just standing over it with his hammer. And he's like, we should leave. Yeah, Quinny pulls the tentacle that had been like blasted off, but still stuck to his face, pulls it off of his face, spits on the corpse and says, for Gary, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn 1138, Alorraine Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia de los Hoodless, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You found the heart! She found a key to the heart. On the quest of a lifetime, three best friends take on a harrowing journey. Your mind and body will be tested in these upcoming weeks, as well as your heart. Where more is at stake than a gift from the gods. Being with Albina and I is going to be weird. Not bad weird, just uh, different. Everything's different on the water. When new friends meet, you have an office? Where do you think I do all the pirate business? Pirates have business? It's a parchment nightmare. 
and family secrets are revealed. We could be twins. Yes, I've noticed. This young crew of adventurers will learn what it takes to complete the deadly journey to the heart. It's not like an island could set a trap for us. What? Lightning fog? Are you kidding me? But is getting what they want worth losing what they have? I was happy with you and Charlie. Was? Look at us! How could I be? Journey to the Heart. Now available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Tune in each week and vote for where you think the story should go next. What we-